Hello, everybody. This is Joseph Hasek, and welcome to the Fired Up Network. Welcome to MLS Kicking It with the one and only coach, Carmen Asako. Before we begin, Carmen, I have a huge, huge announcement. I'm glad you're wearing your, your soccer uh, hoodie and everything like that. But, Carm, I've done it. I've done it. We've done it. It's all because of you and the hardworking men and ladies of Fired Up and Femme. We are now on every smart TV Roku, our own True TV Plus. You download True TV Plus on Roku and you look at Fired Up Network there. So, Carmen, you could check out your hair daily, hourly, minutely, and all that. Plus, now you know what that means? I could talk to anybody who's watching this. MLS is always watching this. EPL is watching this. FIFA is watching this. This is a man. He doesn't need a job. He does not need a job. But, but, his phone needs to be ringing if there's a coaching opportunity, especially in Swahili, and especially in Bangladesh, and especially in Nigeria, Kenya, and all that. Do you agree? <laughs> all right, let's go on with match week one. Let's look at, were you impressed with TFC and Cincinnati? Um, obviously, Cincinnati lost a lot of talent. Uh, but I, I still was pretty impressed. Uh, some of their, their 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 top players gone, Barriel gone, and and kind of the supporting cast for Acosta. Uh, and after playing, you know, getting in really late after their uh, game in Jamaica. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I was impressed with both groups. Um, I was impressed with uh, Sean Johnson, who made some key saves and some key moments. Um, I was impressed with the, the grit and the determination of, uh, of Lorenzo Insigne and, and that, that kind of uh, spread to the whole group. Um, you know, I thought that uh, the result itself was, was very good for TFC. Um, and, uh, you know, the performance wasn't half bad either. I think they, they, they showed that the, 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 they're committed, they're a new group, um, and, and their new midfield uh, Flores and Coelho showed that they can play. Uh, Flores, you know, got caught in possession a couple of times, um, but but as the game went on, he was probably one of the best midfielders uh, in the game itself. Uh, in that three box three, uh, the two Coelho and, uh, and and Flores did a very good job, uh, kind of keeping the balance, um, defending well, winning things, making good decisions with the ball. Uh, and, and again, the top, the top two in senior was busy. Uh, also, I expected a little more from he's very comfortable in that top two position in the box. And I think that they're going to be looking for another target because uh, although the Prince, uh, Prince player was, was, was okay, I don't think that he's the answer right now. Yeah. And I thought Bernadeschi did an honorable job. I don't think he's the happiest camper playing in that 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 kind of wing back role uh, on the right side, but he did a lot to go forward. He did he did a lot to put a stamp on his game, um, and a lot of players playing out of position. Shane O'Neill gave everything Shane O'Neill could give. Um, I thought the long uh, character was a good leader, brought good leadership to the group. Uh, this uh, middle, the center of the three, and the Peretta playing out of position did a very good job. I thought. Overall, you know, it, would it uh, would it have been um, me being differently if they got if they lost instead of tied? Yeah, 
probably. But the you mentioned everybody, but you forgot yeah. to mention one guy who I think it was the difference here. To start off the year, a clean sheet. The goaltender. Yeah, Sean Johnson is the one I, I, I pointed out in the beginning. Yep. I thought he was brilliant. Made some brilliant saves, brilliant moments. Um, was very good, very good, solid. And yes, without him, I thought uh, this could have gone differently, but uh, that's what they expected from John, John Johnson. I mean, he was, All right. So, yeah. so we got a, you know, to, we're Toronto team, but uh, the obvious one, we have to talk about your buddy, your buddy. They would have been Italian, but he's not. He's Argentinian. Messi there. What a wow. goal. What a goal. Wow. Yeah. But there's no goal there if Jordi Alba is not on the same on the same field as yeah. him. If, if Busquets isn't on the same field as him. But but uh, Messi is Messi. And, and you just see his competitiveness after the game. Uh, I love it. He, he brings so much, not only, uh, uh, not only Raz, or Riz, whatever the kids say, this yeah. to the league, he brings a lot of a lot of character, a lot of determination, and what a great game! What a great game! You know, Puig was fantastic for LA Galaxy, obviously missing the uh, the PK, um, but but both John and I talked that talked about Cal- Calendar being the has to be the best goalkeeper in the league, and you know he made some incredible saves uh, and and kept them in the game. Um, still suspect. There's going to be games where they are going to give up a bunch of goals, but they found a way to stay in it. Um, and, uh, you know, but there was there was a lot to learn from that game. But obviously the story of, of Messi and Alba and, and the, the Barcelona influence was fantastic. And then what a goal, what a goal. All right, so let's start off this week with Messi there. Uh, it's their interstate rival, Orlando in Miami. Uh, who you got in this one? Orlando, you know, they... It's always a toss-up team. You don't know what you're going to get from Orlando. Yeah, I mean, uh, may, I mean, adding Muriel might be this. This he might make his appearance against Inter Miami to, to add to the uh, add to the stardom of, of, of the game. Um, so I, I I I picked I picked Orlando to finally get it right and get to the finals this year. So uh, I thought they were solid. I thought. I thought the games against Calgary even um, didn't really hurt them, especially being at home for this game. I think it really gave them more of a rhythm, uh, more of a, a more of a balance. But I, I like Orlando, um, but I, you know what? I I, <laughs> I, I can't. I, I I picked. I believe I picked uh, Inter Miami to, to lose their first game or yeah. come up short in their first game. So. I don't know. I don't know. This story is written too well, and, and I'm never going to underestimate Messi again. So, all right. Yeah. So. And, and like Orlando's definitely the better team, more put together with more balance, and but that doesn't matter when you have Lionel Messi and Jordi Alba and uh, and company. All right, Vancouver. Who interesting enough last week, the opening week of the season, they get a buy. All right, so it's. I understand if there's 50 teams, but you know, whatever. Uh, Vancouver's first action is on Saturday, 7.30 TSN. Who do you got in that one? Well, I mean, again, they had a tough goal in Tigris. And just coming off of preseason, and they had, a, they had to go to, uh, you know, very uh, rambunctious Mexico and play at home and did a good job at home. Um, I, I don't know. I think there's X factors. I think, obviously, for me, Goldie and, and, and White – are, are one of the best combinations in the league. 
Um, I think that they, they need to get there going again. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, the supporting cast, uh, although they've added a few players, is, is still going to be just okay. Um, you know, so we'll, we'll see. I think that uh, they're, they're very organized. I think that they're, they're very well uh, tuned. They they have experience with each other, so I think that they can find success for sure in that, in, in in not only in the opening week but in the weeks to come. All right, so uh, we'll go through Canadian teams: Dallas and Montreal. Montreal surprised everywhere, everyone uh, by keeping a clean sheet, and they looked defensively. Yeah. They looked very organized. They weren't very uh, they weren't very uh, how can I say adventurous in their buildup like they've been in in, in preseason. Um, so yeah, I, I was I was impressed with Montreal. I mean, they could have stole one, but when you have players uh, of the ilk of, uh, for me, Waterman is one of the the best passing center backs in the league and did a fantastic job. And when you have Piet who, who played very well and uh, and Schwanier, that system uh, that system can can do well. Like and Joseph Martinez not fit for a while for sure, um, but. Uh, but I, I was impressed the way they defended. Siriu was fantastic in goal, was, was solid. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it bodes well for the Canadians. Um, it, and it, and uh, we'll see what happens. But they're going to have to find opp- more opportunities to find goals. Um, and eventually they're going to be, they're going to have to fi- get out of their kind of uh, low block, but they're going to kind of have to get, get out of their defensive mindset, which, is, which caught everyone by surprise. All right, uh, TFC this week are into uh, New England uh, Sunday, March 3rd at uh, 2 p.m. Can they continue their momentum from last week? Yeah, I mean, I think also New England, who, you know, Caleb Porter's going to match that intensity that John Herdman brings for sure. Uh, Mark Anthony Kay will probably move back into the lineup, you know, and, and, and Carlos Gill is one of the best, if not the best, number 10 in the league. Um, so... I think it's going to be more of the same by TFC. I think it's, we're going to need uh, Sean Johnson to be stellar as usual. Uh, I, I, I don't know if the, the new players, the, the new French center back is going to be involved, um, but he would help. Uh, and it's going to be, it's not going to be an easy game in, in New England. It's not going to be an easy game, definitely in New England. And it's going to be more of the same. And, um, you know, with, with obviously a, a talented uh, New England team. I think that that, that uh, Toronto FC is going to look to get on the front foot. But if uh, if if New England kind of deals with those early moments, kind of like Cincinnati did and TFC did, didn't, um, and uh, Toronto is a little bit uh, a, a little bit more just they looked really comfortable out of possession, Toronto. So that was good for them. So that's going to be important because they might not dominate possession uh, in, in the double pivot system. They're going to have to deal with some different things that Cincinnati didn't have. But uh, I think it's got to be more of the same for Toronto. And I think you're going to need some Bernadeschi or Insigne Magic and a better Jonathan Osorio to find a win in New England. But they did give up a lot of goals. They did get a red card early uh, New England. So they're still be without some players. Um, so it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting how those moments kind of play out and how how Insigne and, uh, and Bernadeschi find their magic and Jonathan Osorio, who led fantastically, who worked hard, um, 
uh, it kind of uh, make a bigger impact on me. All right, so let's uh, talk about one, and then we'll close it. One more match, and pretty much name-wise, team-wise, maybe the best matchup of the weekend, New York City FC into St. Louis. Uh, these two teams should be up there this year. Yeah, St. Louis took, lost last night to Houston. Yeah. Uh, you know, are out of the, the CONCACAF Champions League. And they traveled, and it's not going to be easy for them uh, to 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 recover so quickly because because they don't have that depth, and they have some some injuries uh, to some important players. But uh, uh, yeah, I, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure that St. Louis is going to going to match what they did last year. They're in they're in tough, um, and uh, you know then people aren't going to be surprised by their efficiency and their simplicity. So in New York City, not many big names anymore. Um, obviously, they're a little more inclined to play in that small uh, Yankee Stadium. Uh, so it'll be, and there'll be, there'll be uh, some important, uh, some important people in the stands. That's for sure. So it's, it's an important game for New York City and, and Cushing, their coach, because you know had a decent year last year, but there's a, there's the bigger expectations from the you know from the 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 city uh, group, who you know, obviously Manchester City and, and, and company that they own. Um, so, but right now they don't seem to be that stellar, skilled team. They seem to be a, a a a decent footballing team, very young team as well. Okay, so uh, we'll conclude this with the question I always ask you on these shows: uh, talk about your team. Let's talk about uh, Canadian soccer for those who don't know. You're still. I don't know if you want to say assistant coach or, or anything of, of Team Canada, but uh, give us an update on, on your team and Team Canada. Yeah, again, lots of politics going on. Everyone heard the story of, of uh, the women's team suing uh, suing those board members for uh, mishandling uh, the CSB situation. So that's on that weighs heavy on everyone's mind um, right now, especially with the women in the in the Gold Cup. But who haven't really been tested yet, but that have been very good and look like look like a team that's going to challenge for their, for the championship, especially after Mexico beating beating the U.S. You know, after uh, forty. How surprised were you at that? Oh, incredibly surprised, especially with uh, the transitions the U.S. Is, are going through. Obviously, their new coach is still coaching Chelsea, yeah. um, so I don't know how integrated she is. But yeah, that's that's just massive. That's massive. It's massive for the Mexican reality and, and the, the what they've done for women's football and the, and the female um, uh, Mexican league. So that's massive, and it's just another example of a of a, of a culture kind of catching up to uh, to the physical aspects. Um, so. Uh, we'll see how that all plans that pans out, but you know they're still going to be in the mix to win this, this Concacaf uh, Championship the U.S. for sure, and Mexico also put their name in there. Um, and obviously, the South American teams are still heavily. Uh, the, but Brazil is still doing quite well, uh, winning both of their games, and then moving forward. But yeah, the men's team is obviously preparing for for a Trinidad tough Trinidad team, uh, who found a way to beat the U.S. in Trinidad. Who have a, a, a lot of of, of historic uh, pedigree in their game, 
Um, some great players came out of that system, and we, we expect a, a very tough game in Dallas on March 23rd. Um, we'll do our best to prepare, and then and then uh, and then you know go from there. But uh, you know Trinidad's Trinidad is a, a continuously like players that come out of there and have been amazing, and they still have some very good players playing in some uh, good places in Europe or 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 North America. And a final question, I wish John Carlo was here because the CPL has introduced a new ball and nobody better to talk about balls than John Carlo, but I give it to you there. Uh, they talk about the CPL with a new ball and all that. Is this the story of the offseason? And even says, if you go on their website, allow me to reintroduce myself. Is this the whole story about the CPL? Uh, talking Instead about uh, a shirt you're wearing, York United and all that, about their ball? <laughs> well, there's lots of stories that are obviously the story of, of Houston playing um, a, a massive Mexican team in the first round of, of CONCACAF Champions League. Uh, sorry, Hamilton playing uh, playing in a massive game. And obviously Calgary and, and Orlando and all the stuff that went through there having to play in, in Victoria. But there's a lot of there's a lot of stories. There's going to be obviously the Ottawa story, who is uh, the Ottawa team, who's kind of uh, finding ways to bring in some great players um, into their mix and kind of uh, raising the standard. Uh, there should be some other announcements for for Ottawa coming up very soon as well. Um, you know, with uh, there maybe maybe uh, Aparicio. Manuel Aparicio is going to be the next big signing, but they have a they have a stacked team, um, and they're they're trying to obviously build a, a championship, um, and uh, obviously the strengths of Calgary and Ford and Ford has that target on their on their uh, yeah. on their shirt for sure to, to go get get them and go at them, and then there's the Halifax team who I think is probably the most talented team. Uh, one of the most talented teams, if not the talent, most talented team and toughest team to play against. And, you know, I, I can tell you uh, that, that none of the teams want to go to Halifax and play in front of that crowd and just get dominated by the ball and, and the system that Patrice Geiser's put in. So there's a lot of stories. There's a lot of stories, not only the, the, new, uh, the new Derby star ball that's probably flying over the place, but there's a lot of new stories. But uh, let's hope that the stories can grow on the field and and you know the van two vancouver's and and the victorias and we have some announcements for some new teams next year coming in we hope so let's hope that growth is the mindset and let's hope that all this political rubbish that's going on with csd and csa and all this stuff goes away very quickly because uh canada is a very uh strong soccer soccer um country um, both on the men's and the women's side, and there should we should be focusing on the things that matter on the grassroots development, on on the you know the player development pathway, and and the professional game. That's what we should be concentrating on, not uh, not what what uh, what has been in the headlines recently. Very well said, and of course, uh, you know, you spoke about Ottawa. Ottawa also getting uh, a national cross team in time for next year. So the stuff is happening in Ottawa. As you look at uh, the CPL, and this is what five, six years in, do you see enough growth already, or or they're coming this year? It's like, like you said, uh, uh, you know, they're gonna say a, a couple new teams and everything like that, but enough growth in the CPL after five, six years, or 
do you wish it's they started it right in the first place? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I think longevity is the key. I think that, uh, you know, Mr. Young and company have uh, invested a lot of money and, and time and energy, and uh, they, they're not going away anytime soon. Um, uh, and we haven't touched upon the York United uh, new ownership, which is stable. There's and you, you said you met them, right? Yeah, excellent, great people looking to get involved in the community. Um, you know, uh, good, great football people, you know, trying to uh, learn the landscape and trying to take some of their, obviously, elite ideas and high-performance ideas from Mexico and bring them to, uh, to, to not only New York United, but the CPL in general. So I think right away, uh, under, the, under, you know, um, Martin Nash, and uh, and then Mauro Stacchio, I think this team's going to be a, a, content, a contender as well. Um, and I think that they're going to be very exciting to play. And they'll have that, that serenity of, of understanding and working for a purpose. Not every day, not knowing who their ownership's going to be, not knowing where their next paycheck is coming from, not knowing all these things. So the fact that there's going to be clarity and serenity in this group, it, it'll be a lot more, uh, it'll be a lot more, uh, kind of worthwhile and, and, and a lot more motivating for these, this group. All right. For those who don't know, uh, CPL starts April 13th. All right, uh, Karim, uh, thanks a lot for match week number two in the Major League Soccer. And uh, nobody get a hold of Karim. He's busy, and his agent is trying to get him a new position in the NHL, in the NFL. And I, you're, you're trying out for the quarterback of the Miami Dolphins again since they may not sign an extension to what, uh, right? You know, all, right. all I have to say is you, you started this show by saying that it will be on all over smart TV. And I'm yeah. just arguing that that TV is not that smart if they're putting us on. That. Listen, do you have stupid TVs? <laughs> do you have stupid TV or do you have smart TV? We already established Giancarlo likes playing with balls. So do you have smart or, or stupid TV? We want to know. But thanks for watching. MLS kicking it here on the Fired Up Network. Thank you, Carm.